again. So yeah, so I, as I was saying, we're going to get into some uncomfortable verses in the Bible. So yeah, so if you're not uh, too comfortable, then, you know, sit tight because it's going to get worse. Um, all right. So before I start, I want to know if there's any Raptors fans in here, like say it in the chat. Woo <laughs> um, so in 2019, when the Raptors won the championships, it was the most united and, you know, the most excited that Toronto was. And I was super excited. I made sure I attended all the games. I watched it online. Um, we went to every restaurant and the crowd, um, when we had that parade, the crowd was massive i skipped out on work y'all remember everyone's like nodding their head like i remember so i skipped out on work i um went in and you guys know like i'm five feet nothing so when you're standing in a crowd it's so hard to see anything so my friends and i like we made sure we got like front row seats on the road um and if you remember there was like crowds and crowds of people and it's the biggest crowds i've ever been in and there's like all the buses that come through the road um and it was so exciting anyway so um at one point like as soon as they went in they went in they went into nathan phillips square and the crowd started like rushing to nathan phillips square so i followed and um the reason why i'm saying this story you're gonna know why is because when there's a bunch of people and you're five foot nothing you can't see anything for the life of you so i'm weaving in through all these people trying to get a good seat like uh, in the front of whatever and it was so hard but honestly like i wouldn't change it for the world you're like touching everybody and during this pandemic you can't even think of that but um yeah it was it was crazy i'll tell you why i'm gonna i'm talking about the story so remember that so let's get into the word. Um, so Mark 5, 24, it says, there was a large crowd that followed and pressed around Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. I told you this is gonna get uncomfortable and it is. So. I don't know if you all know the story, but there is this woman we read here and the context is Jesus was crossing the Sea of Galilee and he's heading into the city of Capernaum. It said that this city was so narrow, it was like really narrow streets and as I was saying about the raptors, it was like when people see something going on, you're first instinct is to be like oh let me go check it out what's out there so jesus was doing miracles and you know this is man that everyone's been talking about and everyone's rushing to see what he's up to so during the midst of all this we read of this woman who's been dealing with the issue of blood for 12 years and she's been to all the doctors and everyone that she's been to they're like you know we've tried everything but it didn't get better it got worse 12 years is a long darn time 12 years that's 12 years of discouragement that's 12 years of defeat that's 12 years of lost hope that's 12 years of financial issues and that's 12 years of depression and mind you in that time when a woman was bleeding she was known as unclean so what does that mean that means that she wasn't allowed to be around people so for example Let's just say I'm that woman. You're not, you're, you wouldn't be here right now. You would be in your own homes. I would be in my own home. And if I sat on a seat and you sat on that same seat, 
you would be unclean. If I touched you, you would be unclean. So you could imagine her life being just you know, shunned from society for 12 years, not being able to celebrate, not being able to go out. That's a long time. So it's reasonable to think that she had very little interaction with people, right? And if I stood here and if I told you that I, there was nothing that I had to pray for for years that like things just came right away, I would be lying to you because there are things as humans, like people here that we've been praying for years and years and we haven't seen. And I'm just going to pull Pastor D and Michella into this, but even them, like they prayed for a child for years and I can't, I mean, I've never been there, so I can't imagine that type of longing, that type of faith to pray for years. And then they're blessed with three children right now. So there are things I know you, as I'm talking to you, you're praying for years and you're waiting for it, but God is going to meet that need. Trust me. But, um, let's just not even talk about illness though for a second right so there are things that people deal with for years like depression like things that you use to suppress your pain like years of insecurity years of jealousy years of feeling not complete um maybe it's not even things that you're believing for or praying for like maybe some some of us and again this is for me too we need a change of character Imagine going years and years and years of being some person that you think you are, but that's not who God wants you to be. That's 12 years of suffering. What about years of pride? I mean, you think you're a hero, but you ain't really, you know, you're a zero. So I, you know, imagine years of thinking you're bomb.com, but then every conversation someone has with you, they leave feeling worse than they came in talking to you. And that's years of stuff you don't know, but it's built up and that's your character, but that's still suffering and you don't know that until your focus is on God. Um, how about years of feeling like a victim? Like, you know, let's go there, you know? It's, it's uncomfortable, but this is stuff that we deal with and we don't even know that we're dealing with this stuff. Um, so yeah, so I just, you know, these are things that God wants to mold this morning. And so let's just get back to this woman. Like she's at her dead end and she's like, you know, God, every situation, she's not saying God, she didn't even know God then, but she's saying every situation that she's dealt with and every doctor she's dealt with, it just got worse. So imagine everything that you're trying to do to get to a solution, but it just keeps getting worse. So um, yeah, let's just get into it. So it says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought to herself, if I just touched his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Okay, let's just stop there because I don't want to get to this next verse yet. So it says, when she heard about Jesus, as believers, it is so important that, Je that you speak about Jesus, that people hear about Jesus. How do people hear about Jesus? You, through you, you're the only way. And um, so yeah, so this massive crowd with Jesus in the middle of it, and just like I mentioned before, they're running through this narrow like roads of the city. And this woman knows, like according to society, she's unclean. Like she shouldn't even be near people, right? Like remember, as I mentioned before, so she's not even allowed to touch anyone. So as I was preparing myself, um, 
What I like to do in these scenarios is kind of put myself in her shoes, right? So I put myself in her shoes and I'm like thinking, okay, so I'm sitting on the sidelines here and I'm watching this man that I've heard of going through, this, going through the streets. And I'm thinking to myself, 12 years of this illness that I've had, what would people think of me if I were to just go and run up and touch him? Like what would, what, can I really trust this man? Is he really going to heal? Like, do I risk the chance? or do I lose it? Do I risk it all and go towards God or do I lose it? So she's at a crossroad here. And can you imagine one small decision that you make changing the entire trajectory of your life? Just one small decision. And so she says to herself, she's, gonna, she's like, you know what, forget it. I'm gonna risk it all and I'm just gonna run through this crowd and I'm gonna go towards Jesus. And she's thinking, if I could just touch his clothes, like forget even touching him. Her faith was so strong. She said, if I could just touch his clothes, I know that I will be healed. And she was, she was immediately healed. Nothing comes from comfort zone, guys, like nothing. Nothing comes um, without great risk, you know, nothing great comes from, you know, without risking it. You have to risk things. And half of the reason why we, are, why we are stuck or stagnant in our Christian walk is because we get comfortable in our Christian walk. And you know, God is asking us, do not get comfortable, especially in this season, get better, do better, like build your relationship with God. Um, so let's just go into the next verse. And it says here, um, Jesus once, after the woman had touched him, Jesus realized that the power had gone out of him and he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Um, and then, you, and then the disciples asked him, like, there's a crowd around you. And yet you ask who touched me? So what are the disciples talking about? Like, you know, I, like just picturing me in the Raptors game and stuff, you know, like when you're around a crowd, everyone's touching everyone. So then, so the disciples are like, Jesus, there's such a crowd around you. What do you mean? Like everyone could be touching you anyone could be touching you what do you mean so these past few months god has been really molding me and i'm learning so much about the heart of jesus like do you guys not think that jesus doesn't know who touched him like in the crowd like of course of course he, he knew but he needed her to make that move so not only is jesus asking who touched me but he's asking who touched me like when I had that revelation I was like oh god <laughs> like it felt it in my gut because God was like you know again like who touched me that's what God is asking and so you know not many things impress God like God is not impressed by your title he's not impressed by your job he's not impressed by your money He's not even impressed by your ministry, but God is impressed by your faith. God is impressed by your heart. It takes a special person to touch the heart of God. It takes a special person for God to stop the entire crowd and said, you know, like he literally stopped, like imagine saying, okay, everybody, thousands of people just stop. Someone here touched me, who is it? And then we could just see this woman just come out and say it was her but you know before i get to get into that i just want to say let's touch on the power of god for a second it says that once that she touched him the power of god had he felt like his power had been had left him so um just to use as an example 
even us being in churches and being in worship and um, being in a whole crowd doing worship, like, I, so, okay, all right, let's just be real. Like, I've had, I lead worship all the time, but there are times I've led worship when I know I'm prepared and I know that, like, when I, when I worship, I can feel the presence of God so quick and it's like, I feel like there's a change in the atmosphere. But then there are times I do worship and I'm like, you know, I've had a bad day or like so many things are on my mind and I could tell the difference. But in a crowd of thousands or millions or whatever, when you're sitting in a crowd and you're worshiping, what makes God move? What makes God release his power? It's not the way we worship. It's not what we say. It's our heart and our faith. And I believe that especially during this time, that once you touch the heart of God, you can watch him release his power on your life. You can watch him break curses. You can watch him bring revival. And that is not too far. It's so close to us and it just requires us to make that move. Um, so yeah, so let's just go into verse 32. It says that Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman knowing what had happened to her came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear. And she told him the truth. She's, and then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. What I love about Jesus is he is the all-knowing God and he knows what exactly he's that he's doing. So when he's in the crowd and he's saying, you know, like, who touched me? What do you think the purpose of that was? Like, you know, we see her like weaving through the crowd just silently and her focus is just on Jesus and her focus is like, if I could just touch him. You know, and like God stops the whole crowd and all attention and eyes are on this woman. As, as he loudly says, who touched me? And he turns around and he says, who touched me? You know what I learned from this is that when you're silent in your relationship with God, he's loud in the people around you. I'm going to say that again. When you're silent in your worship and your and your relationship with God, he's loud with the people around you.
pray, Lord, that you will touch each and every person watching, God. And God, let us touch your heart this morning. And let us touch your heart every day when we wake up and we say, God, how can I touch your heart today? Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. today God and right now if you're out there and God has really you know touched you and, and you want to make a change right now and you're saying God I want to get closer to you God I'm making a decision for you right now that I want to get out of my comfort zone that I I'm going to physically touch you today God I urge you right now to raise your hand on the chat that you see and I'm going to call Pastor D up here, and he's going to pray for every single hand. And you might not feel comfortable to raise that hand, but you're saying, God, me, I want to make a decision right now. So I urge you to just place a hand on your heart. But when you do put that hand up on our online chat, we get to be like that five, that four, that six, God. There's faith that goes into action in that moment. So yes, Pastor D. Yeah, God has been calling you, knocking at the door of your heart, and He's waiting. Today's the day. You've been putting Him off, or maybe walked away from God. God is calling you home. 
And God is a gentle God. He's waiting for your permission. And He doesn't want you to do life alone. Jesus wants to save your soul because your soul is eternal. But the decision is up to you where you will spend eternity. And none of us know when our last day is. And while you're on this earth, God gives us the access to His Holy Spirit, the power of God. And so you don't have to live this life with your own strength, but God gives you access to His supernatural providence and strength and direction. And one decision, like Priya said, can change the trajectory of your life. So I'm going to pray right now. And at Next Level Church, nobody prays alone. So if you're sitting beside somebody who has their hand on their heart, as I pray and as they repeat, let's pray all together. All right, because we're a family. So repeat after me to welcome Jesus into your heart. Lord Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe you died for my sins. You washed me by your precious blood. You forgave me. And you rose again on the third day, victorious. I thank you, Lord, because you are Lord Most High. And today, I surrender my life to you. My life is no longer my own, but it's yours. Take it. Guide me. Lead me. And then now put your hand on your, hand, on your head and say, Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now that's the beginning of your journey. Can, can we put our hands together for all those who made a decision? Because that's the whole purpose. We are here so that you can come closer to Jesus. That's our vision. Now if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you rededicated your life to Jesus, connect with us. Go to our website, nextlevelgta.com, or jump on Zoom, which is going to be right immediately after this online service. Uh, we're going to be on Zoom, so you can get to know us. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to connect with us. So jump on Zoom. The button will be in the chat. And uh, also follow us on social media, Next Level GTA, on, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, so that we can be there for you and support you and help you any way we can, especially if you're going through pain and difficulties. We want to be there and be a blessing to you. So this is our first live experience of the year yes and we're so happy that you joined us and we want to give a big shout out to all of our crew yes. and all of our team yeah who made this possible and thank you for worshiping together with us and we will see you next week god bless you bye bye, -bye.